The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, episode 297, this 24th day of April 2023. Tonight's show is brought to you by Caldera Labs and calderalabs.com. Use promo code 1420LAB at calderalab.com for your men's skincare products and keep that youthful exuberance in your mug all year long. Dave, I'm just down the road around the corner from you tonight at Pops Pub South here in Lethbridge, Alberta, just trying something a little bit different tonight. Uh, saw you on the weekend. How did, how did the baseball go? How did it all turn out for Jasper on the weekend? Uh, they did good. Uh, two different, two doubleheaders. Uh, his team won three of four. They got absolutely curb stomped the first one. Um, but then they, uh, they rallied and, uh, beat that team on, uh, the, the back end on Saturday and then, uh, swept the team, a different team, uh, swept them and quite handily both games on, uh, Sunday and Sunday turned into a glorious afternoon right around, uh, three o'clock. It got just beautiful. Yeah. Breeze so died down. The sun was shining. Yeah. So was I, I, uh. I was around the field there. I'm usually not around those, uh, the, the younger guys' fields very much anymore. I, I tend to uh, leave those games to uh, the newer umpires, but I was out there having a good time and having some laughs and joking around. And the one thing that, that never ceases to amaze me is how ridiculous grown men who shouldn't be wearing coaches or baseball uniforms, how re- absolutely ridiculous they look as coaches in amateur, amateur baseball, grown like 50-year-old men wearing baseball uniforms and you can tell that they don't really want to wear it they look so so dumb in my opinion well jasper's coaches just wear the pants and a hoodie the over at uh on your side they weren't they were wearing the actual jersey too there was jerseys and things and stuff and it it just and you could tell that like the one of the guys he's not used to wearing and the the thing was is that the, the coaches they matched too well like there wasn't like they it was planned and it just, it looked amateur hour and it just, I, it just looked to me, it looked, it looked quite dominant. And the one guy you could tell he didn't want to, but he kind of forced to, I think they should, they should really just outlaw that for, for, for coaches in amateur baseball in, in baseball well, in general, I think. Well, I, don't know, I, I don't know what you'd wear, but I, I don't know. It just, I think it looks stupid. Why wear baseball pants? Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Like just wear whatever the hell you want. Right. Like, like maybe a nice pair of slacks. Like curling pants, what, what like, like whatever, something. Yeah, something, something sporty, something, something sporty. Yeah, you was, don't need the stupid belt. You don't need the stupid shoes. You don't need the all of it. And and then so, having the stopwatch in your back pocket when they're a kid's running down the baseline at s- seven seconds per. Like it's 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 ridiculous. You the 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 margin of error in your thumb tapping the tapping the button, like you know, like. like that fuck that kid's fucking fast. That's it. It's an eye test. <laughs> that kid's fast. Watching, that kid isn't. That yeah. catcher can't throw the ball to second base anyway. So what's the matter? Oh, it, 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 I was like, yeah. I was I, like, I was, I, I, I was having fun out there doing it. Like I enjoy going and doing some of those younger guys' games. And the, I think the, the the kids actually get a, a, a 
they get some, they get some, a ple- some pleasure out of having a more experienced guy out there and, and they, uh, they, they like it as well. It was just, it's funny to watch. And you just, you kind of shake your head and go, dude, this isn't the big leagues, man. Like it's not. And, you, and these coaches take themselves. And like we were saying off air, sports people take themselves a little bit too seriously. And that's why some of the fun gets taken, taken out of it. Well, we're talking baseball during baseball season, baseball dudes, man, they take themselves so seriously. We talked oh, about it a couple of years ago, how baseball dork who softball dork or whatever, like it's, it's almost embarrassing. It can be. And, and I don't know. Well, we all know why, because you're keeping score and anytime you're keeping score and especially with uh, parents that are paying for the privilege of your kids being on that team, like it is for Academy ball. Yeah. Um, they're going to take their job seriously. They're, they're, they're guardians of the game and, and, and just put it away and <laughs> teach them some skills, teach them how to be a good sport. And, and let's, uh, let's play some ball here. Yeah. Taking a pitch. Take, that might be the only pitch you see. Sometimes the pitches are very good. I'm like, maybe you should swing man. like whatever. Anyways, now shot league playoffs are, are, Full goal. Uh, we a week and a day in now. The Toronto Maple Leafs pulled off a. a it was four one. Was a, a really bad thing a few about ten years ago when they were playing the Bruins. But they had a four four one deficit tonight. The Tampa Bay pulled it off uh, one in overtime. Toronto's got to be rocking right now with with the hopes that they might win a playoff series for the first time since two thousand four. Well, they're up three games to one. Uh, it's as close as they've been for a while. But they've also had to win a, uh, that fourth game. It's that's the hardest one to win, and and Tampa is definitely not going to hand it to them. Toronto has to feel lucky, so lucky, because that game on Saturday they should have lost that they, game Saturday night too. Holy shit! Like they got that goal called back. Tampa did, and for a good twelve minutes of that second period, it looked like Tampa was on the power play, and they were so dominant. And, and Toronto definitely dodged a bullet. They got a little bit lucky by winning that game on Saturday. Um, tonight, full marks. They uh, they dug deep, scored three third-period goals, and uh, won it cleanly in overtime. So, you know, stranger things have happened than Toronto winning a, a, a series. In well, the stranger things have happened for Toronto blowing a 3-1 lead. I don't think anybody's starting a parade route down Young Street, Young and Dundas, or whatever it is in Toronto as of right now, because they're uh, until they get that one win, that, that one series win for the first time since 2004, they aren't going to be celebrating too much. I mean, the Leafs Nation's probably pretty happy tonight, but tomorrow morning it'll be uh, the prognosticators will still be thinking a little bit what could happen. Uh, last night, that game was unbelievable. Last night, that Oilers game down 3-0 early. Uh, they made the Goal, they made the uh, goal, goal thing change. They pulled Stuart Skinner. They put in uh, Soupy Campbell. And I thought, oh, man, let the floodgates open. I, it, was, it was a mercy pull getting Skinner out of there because the Oilers were not playing playing good hockey at all. The Kings were all over them. And it looked like it was, just like I said, a mercy pull for Skinner. Uh, just say, you know what, we're going to get smoked tonight and we're just going to accept it. You know, it's just the way it is. Kind of threw a, a dart out at a dart, dartboard hoping so they, they would have fallen down 3-1 then the series is pretty much over. But they, uh, they got the win, 2-2 uh, in that series series now dave how much do you believe in momentum in the national hockey League playoffs um it it plays a role but the thing about it it's coming to an end you just don't know when i thought uh we all thought uh the rangers were gonna sweep the the uh the and that's two two now and now it's two two they just hand them their lunch in new jersey get home and drop a couple tight ones so um it you come home fat and sassy and think this is going to be easy. I, I think that's, that's the kiss of death. You think this is going to be easy and it's not easy. It's never easy. 
Um, Winnipeg is uh, giving uh, Vegas all they can handle. And then Winnipeg, uh, you know, I felt bad for him. They did the the miraculous comeback coming down from 4-1 yesterday. And losing Morris, he hurt in night too. He's one of their best players. Yeah. He was not going to win a Norris Trophy this year, but he's a Norris Trophy guy. Uh, losing him for the rest of the probably, well, this round and then probably the rest of the playoffs, no matter what what they do. That Winnipeg team, they, they, they've been poised to do something good for a long time, They just, and they just can't pull together. And the, the fans at Winnipeg, they, they're they behind with their white on things going on tonight, but you got you got to feel bad for that, that Winnipeg team. You, you don't see them going much further than the first round. I just, I, I just can't see it. No, I can't either. Um, what I got, what I got to think here is, well, sorry, th- this this white white out in in Winnipeg. All the fans, for if you don't know what we're talking about, they all wear white. It, it's a kind of a cool sight, and it comes back from from the eighties, the original, the original Jets. Jets. Yeah. yeah, and and. It was this. It was the whiteout because the home team always wore the white jerseys. Now the home team's wearing the blue jerseys. Shouldn't it be a blue night or why did they? Like that why or? did they change it? I absolutely hate that. Like I know they did it about five to ten years ago. Maybe maybe it was after one of the strikes or something. They did. It. I absolutely hate it because the white team in in hockey always or the, the the home team always wore white jerseys, and I don't know why they changed white. it. Yeah, like it, no matter where you went, it was always a white 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 we're at home i don't know why they changed it. i i think it's i absolutely hate like a football well they now they got so many different jerseys combinations and colors all the time like like football wears darks at home ma- mainly and then depends if they have a third jersey or anything else and and ba- baseball wears white at home uh basketball wears white or a, a form of white a powder blue or whatever it might be at home i don't know why hockey changed it because it, it, it really kind of fucks the guy up uh at, at first glance like you know I, I i've said it before when the Leafs and Tampa are playing, DeAnne said the exact same thing tonight because because it's the, the, the colors exactly are exactly the same, the same and you don't know yeah. who's home, who's away. Because like when I first got over here to Pop's Pub and I saw I saw that the that the Leafs scored, I was like, son of a bitch, because like, like I'm a Leafs guy. Like, nope, it's Leafs scored. Like it's just one of those things. You're, you're it's just muscle reaction, brain reaction, right? One of those things. Yeah, you got to wait till someone skates by the logo at center ice before yeah. you know. Nope. Um, I think you know as a general rule. I think the dark jerseys are a better jersey. And and maybe that's why because maybe that's why. They can sell more on uh, they can sell more in the in the gift shop maybe uh, who knows yeah. Yeah. Possibly. The, because, uh, yeah. Let's get into that Oilers game last night. And, and Leon Dreisaitl is at a factor. He's been on the ice for every single goal of the playoffs that the Oilers have scored so far. Stats. Like, it's it's unbelievable. Like, you, you never hear this. Like, that's Gretzky kind of stuff. And actually, his uh, he's got the second, like, we're not a stats podcast, but the stat is, is amazing. He's got the most uh, power or uh, playoff points per game, second most in NHL history right now. And he's been a factor and he's a moose out there, a horse, whatever you want to call it. And that guy is unbelievable. If the Oilers, okay, this is, they got a double edged sword happening here with because McDavid has been nine years now and, and, and Dry has been X amount of years. And the, the contract that they got McDavid on or on or Dry Sidle on was only eight years and eight and a half. So I don't know how many years he, he has left, but, um, the thing is, if the Oilers don't win one this year, could Drysaddle be trade bait because they know they probably can't sign him? Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Like you, you can't, can you? But he's going to be getting a raise, and you can't afford both of them all the time. 
I don't know. That's that's. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. I know we're not. Uh, um, how do you spell dry sidle? D R A I S I T L S I T L. Go. Um, beyond dry sidle. Okay, sorry. Oh, I just hate ads so much <laughs> when you're trying to find something. Uh, current contract expires oh he signed an eight-year deal oh no he signed through to 24 25 that's only two so more he, years yeah two full years after this right that's two more years and if, if he keeps putting up numbers and if he, if he has a playoff like he's having the order do any kind of damage at all this year uh, and he's been the guy mcdate like oh, mcdavid was really good on friday night but um like if dry settle keeps being the guy that he is right now they there's no way they're going to, going to be able to afford him and 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 uh mcdavid in, in the very near future because you got to think that if mckinnon's getting 12 5 he's getting a little bit more he got a little bit more than than, than mcdavid got and you got to think because that he signed he, it a couple years he later, wanted yeah. it right and he said yeah. well, give me a dollar more and he got it you got to think that dry settle is going to get just way the inflation goes and dollar goes and and how how guys are going to be making money like this you got to think dry sale is going to be getting 14 to 15 or or not asking for it offered that kind of money yep yep someone will offer him the bag because he is that good uh he if he'd be the best player on any tees well he's top four players in the league no matter who you ask especially as a forward yeah um He's making a difference. He's pulling up the slack. He's the reason the Oilers are there. Like I watched, I, I have been watching a lot of that series. Um, the Kings are doing a good job, just neutralizing, slowing down McDavid. Like anytime I look for McDavid on the, well, ice, they look like they got four or five Kings in his back pocket. He's, like, he's got, he's holding pocket, pocket aces kind of deal. And they, they can't do anything about it. And they, they're actually forgetting what Drysdale is. That's why Drysdale has been, been so successful. This, these players, cause they, they're, they're pouncing on McDavid, making sure that, that that one guy won't beat him. But now one guy is actually beating them, right? It's, it's crazy. Yeah. The way that's working out. Yeah. It's, it's, they're doing it. They're doing it. A team, but like, what do you do? You got two horses like that. I, I understand McDavid's going to be the one that that's going to highlight really and make you look stupid, but then dry settle just gets in there and puts his head to the nose to the grindstone works so hard. He's back checking and he's, and he's making a difference. And then if you're going to pay him more attention, guess what? The 97 is going to start. Yeah, I mean that. Like, that, like, a, like I, I'm not a big momentum guy. Like, uh, like we were talking earlier on, but I think you got a situation there with, with that, like the game like that when you're down, when you're up three nothing in the first period, and you, and you're at home, um, you got a chance to put a stranglehold on the series and get get it to get it to three one. That's got to be a big kick in the pills for the Kings. Uh, yeah, they have Kopitar still, and they have Doughty still, and Doughty's still a great player. The way he plays, I still love love the way he he's out there making a difference. And Kopitar's just a he's a horse of a player as well. Yeah. I like the, the way that they're that they're that the Kings had that going, but that's one series I think, man. The Kings had an opportunity to put to lock that one down. If they just get anything, they get anything. Who was that breakaway that the, the Kings had early in the in the in the third period? They could have or in the second period. Sorry, when when Campbell first went in, and that could have been the end of the series right there. Really, if if if, Sup, if Campbell goes out and lays a stinker like he's done throughout the year, the Kings are up three one, and that one is over in probably five, maybe six. Yeah, and you know, even though this is two two, and Edmonton had to dig deep to uh, 
to come back in that game yesterday to to even the series. I think with a little puck luck, um, a little ref luck, and better play from Skinner, this series is over. Edmonton's home and sitting in bed right now watching this watching hockey because um, Skinner hasn't hasn't delivered in game one. I think he was he was the reason they lost. I think uh, in game three was uh, that chicken shit penalty that the ref called on on Drysaddle, um where they scored there and. Skinner let in some soft goals there. And then Skinner gets the hook yesterday. I think Skinner's the reason this game is this series isn't over. Have you, have you like the playoffs get magnified so much more and how things are, are a, uh, every, every call and every play and every, every shift means so much more and it's magnified more because we're watching a lot more as, as sports fans and you're a hot, you're like, you don't watch a lot of, of uh, regular season hockey, but now you're tuning into things more. And, and I, I'm watching a lot more and uh, all the talking heads everywhere are talking a lot more about it, but is it me or is there been a lot more talk about referees this, this postseason than, than, or is it maybe it's just recency bias having this in my head, but is it me? Is there a lot more talk about referees? And and the, uh, the the challenges, everything else this year more than than in past. Yeah, there has been like and the referee. Uh, like I said, I'm not. I'm watching every night, so I I don't see all the bad refing plays. But then on the the Twitter machine, like it's it's loud. The the critical well, people just outright calling out refs and these tic tac calls and the inconsistency and and. And from what I've seen in the in the LA Oilers uh, series, I I completely agree. And then even in the the Tampa Toronto game that I watched on Saturday, how did they call that goal back on Tampa? Like Tampa should have been up there. It was like the that. it was the right call on the review. The whistle was too quick, so that was the problem on that. Like like the the, the referee blew it down way too quick. That was an awful awful reaction by the referee. But the the the, the re, because the referee blew the whistle before the puck went in, the review was right. The call was wrong. Does that no, make but sense? I think it was, oh, no, but I think it was in the Oilers in game one. Like The Bruins the had it last thing, night as well. The, 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 it was the Bruins last night had one that that the the call was right and they and no the the call was right and the review was wrong or some fucking thing. Like it was just, it's just been an absolute mess. And that's why there's so like the, when you get down to it, the, there's so many inconsistencies with it's got to be irrefutable evidence. It's got to be this got to be that. And that's why I, I don't know how much I, I like, uh, well, we talked about before about not liking the uh, review process and how it all works out and, and how it takes so long. And I don't under, I don't understand it, but it's, well, then it, they watch it the, the, going back to a little ref luck, uh, the game, uh, the Oilers, lost uh so that was game three yeah. they lost with that high stick like how could you can see the puck change its its flutter when that guy had the stick over his head i admit yeah. how do you miss that i don't understand i don't understand I, either I, it's just basically like like they have to play through that and like and because they, they, they had a few chance to get the puck out and they didn't i, I get it but like it, it's it's such a that was such a ticky tack high stick that meant really nothing to the play and it, it like it it's 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 in the rule book. I get it. 
But it's it, it's, it's an automatic it, whistle, like you, you call it, it every it, but single it, time. But it was such a it was such a nothing nothing to do with the play that um, I I get you 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 want if your team. If, if it's against your team, you want that call to be made, but anybody else, like, don't call that. Like, just let the fucking play progress. I, I don't know. That's that's my thoughts. Well, you, know, you have to call it because it's a thing. You know, it's in the rules, it's, right? It's, it's just a thing, right? You can't start using judgment call on high sticks. Did you like that call on, on Saturday when, uh, what was it, Morgan Riley took, uh, what the hell is his name from Tampa? I can't remember. Fuck, I don't know why. I can't point, remember. Point, yeah, point, point, took point. him in. Yeah. They went into the boards heavy. I like that call. Like when I, when I was first watching that, I, I didn't think that was a penalty. I thought it was just a two, a, like a puck battle. A guy caught an edge and went into the boards. Like Riley pushed him a little bit, but it's, but it's a physical game. I didn't think it was a dirty play at all. No, it, it really looked bad right off it the It looked hop. bad. And then, uh, but once you break it down, there was no maliciousness from from Riley. Like it wasn't, he wasn't trying to to end his career. And you know, and that's you know that that this game is so fast, and those guys were were giving her. And when you're that close to the boards, you it can really fuck a guy up. And um, oh, yeah. um, and I'm glad. Point like, is he hurt? Is he? I think he played tonight. Yeah. Because yeah. I even thought he was embellishing a little bit because he skated well, that away. That was what that's and, what he was saying. But it was like how like I, I think that he got up, he was scared shitless and felt like he was like, Oh geez, I should be hurt, I should be hurt, I should be hurt. And then the wind was knocked out of him, he went down again and maybe maybe yeah. they popped his shoulder back in when he went to the bench. I don't know. I have no idea. They they won't let us know until after after the, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning are are eliminated or, or or it doesn't much matter. But Dave, is there is there a team right now that you can say is a clear cut favorite after you know Boston's up up three one obviously on Florida, but I don't know if they got the horses to do it. Uh, I don't know what I still have no idea in my head why I don't have have them as a favorite. Maybe just a, a bias against the, the the Bruins. But is there a team right now that you think, man, that team is on a roll and they, and they uh, they look like they're 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 the ones to beat this this uh, NHL playoffs? No, not right now. Like there's nobody that I'd be afraid of. Um, well, like obviously you got your favorites. Like I think Boston is going to be a really tough out. I think the Leafs are going to be a tough out, but uh, I don't know what's going to happen with this Rangers Devils series, which is turning into a good one. I haven't been able to watch as much of that series as I as I would like, but there's only so many hours in a day. Um, yeah, I just I want to I want the this first round to be over. Well, I don't want to, but you know what I'm saying. And then let's see when uh, the big boys start playing each other and in, in the the cream starts rising to the top. Yeah. Cause even that Seattle team is, is given Colorado all they can handle too. Right. Like it's, it's unbelievable. Like this first round has been great. Is uh, there's been some fisticuffs. There's been some action. There's been some aggression. I, I, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's like 1980s hockey again, but there's been there's been some aggression that that you have that you don't normally see uh, in the National Hockey League, and and like we we talked about earlier or last week that the the the, uh, the haves and have nots the big difference in this league it's it's really pre- prevalent right now. Like the Calgary oh. Flames, if they're playing right now, they be oh fuck, we're done. We don't have a whole yeah. Team no, and 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 we all, and the teams that are even worse than them, and the teams that even had a good year by their standards, like. Uh, like Buffalo put together a decent, uh, a decent season. They were, they're going to be looking to take a, take a step next year to make the playoffs. And then when we say make the playoffs now, like, okay, are we going to be, uh, are we going to be the Minnesota wild? Or are we going to be, um, I don't fucking know a lay down. Like there's, there's really no lay downs this year, except for 
well, Winnipeg, and they're they're these injuries are really costing them. Yeah. Vegas is starting to find their stride. Vegas is up three, up three one again. Nine. Yeah, um, Winnipeg just got unlucky. It makes you wonder a team like uh, that knows how to do it, like Pittsburgh. They missed the playoffs, right? Would they be a better team to be in there? Uh, I don't know. They're not in, so we'll never know. Uh, I'm looking forward to to the second round. And the, the one series that I thought was going to be really good after game one, I, I was able to watch a little bit of the Dallas-Minnesota series. I, it was, I was really nonplussed by it. I don't think the, the Oilers uh, series and the Leafs series, I think those – they're displaying a better brand of hockey than those two. And Dallas just has one of the best goalies in the league. That Ottinger is really fucking. Good. Yeah. He, he did it last year to the flames. They, when they, 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 the flames uh, won in seven on Johnny Goudreau's overtime goal. And then they, they're doing it again now. Ottinger, and I think that's two, two right now, but yeah, you got to think that the, I don't know. It's just interesting to watch. You, you see these teams that, that are just going for it. Are the Leafs going to go going to win a series? Like I, I, I still have my doubts. I just have like, are they going to leave it? It, it, it? I would not be surprised. It, it's happened before. It might happen again. Weren't they up three games one on the on Tampa Bay two years ago? Three two. They had two chances to win it a couple of years back. Yeah. Okay, but you know they they just last year they, actually. Yeah. Yeah, they've had chances to clinch to 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 wrap up a series before. And they've managed to step on their dicks. So I don't know what's going to make it different this year. Um, they went down to Tampa and took two, um, which was impressive. I didn't think they deserved that. Like like I said, in game three, but they found a way. They found a way tonight. They were actually the better team in this. Well, they were clearly the better team in the fourth, in the fourth, in the third period. And uh, they earned it. They got lucky in game three. They earned it in game four. We'll see what happens when they get back to the big smoke. It's going to be interesting how the next uh, three to four weeks all all pans out. Actually, the next the next three to four days first, and then we get the next, next three to four weeks. See it all pans out and see who uh, hoists Lord, Lord Stanley's Cup. It's just it's it's still wide open. I don't I don't think there's a clear cut favorite. I re- I really don't. It's just and the teams at this at this level this at this stature or this stage in the, in the season. There's such a fine line and of uh, winning and losing and and how a a seven game series can seem like it can go so long, but it can get away from you pretty quick. And before you know it, like a, a bounce here, a bounce there, a bad call here, a bad call there, and all of a sudden it's it's three games to one, and you're like, well, what the fuck just happened here? Like, like what? Just yeah, we happened? were in every game, and now we're down three one. Yeah, it's, it's like it's I was thinking cool. about this yesterday. How like you could if you could have you could lose, go to a seven gamer, get blown out three times blow the other team out three times, have a close game seven or have a, have a four game series and lose an over losing double overtime four games in a row. Like it's such a fine line between winning and losing in this league. It's, it's crazy how it's, it's so like every shift matters so much more. And if, would it be in the, in the NHL's best interest, maybe just to, to short that they, they never will. Cause they want to make money. Obviously the owners do. Would it be in their best interest to shorten the season a little bit and get more eyeballs on it at a certain point? Cause it's, it's great entertainment. It is, but um, you know, you got to give those 41 home dates to the teams that are not going to make the playoffs. You have to, um, you have to keep the the series because I remember back in the day, the first round of the playoffs was always a five game set. Yeah, it was never best of 
best of seven, but obviously uh, asses and seats and TV revenue, right? There's just now more games. So that, that's never going to go back. I don't, and also for the other reason, I'm I'm always against shortening the season because then now you're changing you're the course of the, history. Yeah, the records, right? Yeah. You know, like now a 50 goal season, like that's it, someone still might do it, but like uh, it becomes a lot harder to attain. And then now the just the numbers, a hundred point season and that kind of thing. Now it's going to be what, an 85 point season. Is that where the benchmark is for? for having a successful season. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's tough. I'm a, I kind of am against it. It's a slog. It's hard and it should be hard. And, and, and you're rewarded by higher playoff seeds when you are able to, to win your division. Did you happen to catch uh BX last night on the hockey, on the hockey night on Sportsnet? He, he had he himself his- a prediction night of all Like he called, he called Hyman scoring the winner. He called the orders are coming back and on. Like he had himself a night last night on hockey. He, he should have put a bunch of money down on whatever bet us bulldog or whatever the hell. Cause he would have made a lot of dough last night. That boy, something else. Cause he was, he nailed it. He's, I, I think he's one of the best guys on television. I love listening to him. Yeah, that that panel is really good. I didn't they really care for the the guy on the far left. I I didn't care for him, um, the guy that was running the show. That David Amber. Him. Yeah, I didn't like him. He's better that, than that, Ron McLean, but yeah. That and the bald guy, the bald old grizzled coach. Uh he, he is he, Detroit's coach. He didn't have a lot of polish, but he made excellent points. No, he's good. He was really good. Yeah, like he, you yeah. can tell he has not a microphone in front of his yap very often, but he know he he knows he's talking about. He was a, I think he was an assistant with Tampa a couple of few years ago. Oh, okay, but I, anyways, I can't remember I re- his name. I, like, I, I really appreciated his input. No, he's too, good, but yeah, but yeah, Elliot and and BX and that bald guy last night were were superb. Oh, they, that's that's that, that's TV gold. If you're if you're not a hockey guy, or if you are a quasi hockey guy, tune into the, to that broadcast because they're they're fantastic. They'll they'll get you involved. They have a lot of good points, and they'll 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 learn you about the game a little bit too. Like it, no, it's oh, it's great entertainment. It's great entertainment. Oh, There's no getting around. You that. bet. And you know, it's it's really a, a, a kick when you see the the TBS and, and ESPN panels that they're running down in the States, a lot looser feel and a lot more shenanigans and busting of balls there. Right there. It's just, they, it, it's good. Yeah, the other night I saw PK Subban was wearing like a Ric Flair robe from 1985 or some fucking thing was going on there. I don't know what was happening. Yeah. Neither do I like, and, and, you know, I do prefer it. Uh, the, the distinguished gentlemen in their suits discussing the game at an enlightened level, as opposed to the, the jocularity of, you know, I find biz nasty funny too, but like bisonette and, and what have you there, it's more about trying to get some laughs. Yeah. And, and they're selling it to the American market and their numbers yeah. are, are up and, and yeah. they're doing well. So I'm not going to be smirch, but it's just uh, my, for, for us Canadians with our, for for middle a age, bit more knowledge, yeah. For middle age hockey fans, it's a, just a different a different vibe we want on our on our hockey. It's something we've been used to for the last forty plus years. Anyways, the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast for viewer sports talking a whole lot more. This segment was brought to you by Caldera Labs and calderalabs.com. Use promo code one four two zero lab at calderalab.com and save yourself twenty percent on their men's skincare products and uh, keep that youthful exuberance in your mug all year long. 
I hope you moisturized after Sunday. That was that was some direct sunlight. I did. There. I, I moisturized it, and then there, there is a uh, another thing I put on at night to uh, to keep the skin, the oils keep going. Like it's it's a thing. It's it actually works. It's my skin is. Fuck! I'm not talking about this anymore. It's soft. It's nice. Yeah, it's good. You have a you have a routine. I have a routine now for my skincare. My skincare, as I'm pushing pushing towards the age of fifty, there is a, a skincare routine that I have with Caldera Lab and CalderaLab.com by using promo code one four two zero lab at CalderaLab.com today. Get yours today. Become there you go. Become more youthful. Get youthful. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. This segment is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on any tickets on your first purchase for a hockey game, baseball game, concert, show, whatever you want to go to. Dave, the uh, it was announced late last week that the Oakland A's were finally uh, moving that they the, the the ownership bought a, a parcel of land just off the Las Vegas Strip near uh, where the Allegiant Stadium I think where, where the Raiders play is where they're going to be uh, hopefully setting up shop not not for Oakland fans hopefully but they're hoping to set up shop there. Uh, it's a sad day we talked about last week when it was going to come to an end and it, we kind of I guess we were soothsayers almost a little bit with the Oakland days. Uh, saying see you later and the ownership group got their wish after all these years there's a reason why that they didn't get a, uh, the deal done in in oakland because they didn't want to get it done uh they, they wanted to move somewhere just the way the way it went in my opinion dave what's your thoughts on that oakland uh, deal that went through and was it uh did they did they do the oakland fans dirty after all these years 100 percent um i get it that they didn't they, they've been cheapskates they've been skin prints their entire the last 20 years ever since um ever since those those uh teams with um Kenseiko and Maguire and Dave Stewart those guys that though that that dynasty they had back there and then they did it on a budget like we all know the the romanticized version of Moneyball and Billy Bean and how they did it with uh, drafting smart and looking at the game a different way. And they, and they remain competitive. They were there all the time. It seemed yeah. they were able to do things and they drafted smart, but the last five, 10 years, they've decided we do not give a shit. We don't want to win about the product on the field. We don't give a shit about um, the barn we're playing in. I get it there. It's, it's not their barn. And and the citizens of Oakland have decided that they're not going to give billionaire owners money to to build new stadiums, and so the the writing was on the wall, and and they're moving to to Las Vegas. What I think should happen in something like this is like the owners, okay, like fine, we're moving the 
the team to Oakland, but you got to sell. This isn't going to be your team anymore. We want someone that's going to. That's I'm, gonna... I'm glad you you went the way that I was thinking. We and we like I, we never discussed what we were going to talk about, but that that's kind of day what I was thinking too. That okay, yeah, you don't want your team to be here anymore. You decided that your team was not going to be in the city that you that you bought it from. But you know what? We if you're moving there, you can sell it to that city. Absolutely. See you later. Fuck you because you gave up on the on a on a on a franchise on a city on a on a group of people that was given their heart and soul and shouldn't romance with Oakland a whole bunch because but but the Oakland I think the Oakland ownership did because somehow they found a bunch of money that they they said okay now we have money that we can put into Las Vegas well where was that money three months three years ago when when they said hey okay city of Calif- city of Oakland the state of California said. We will pay for this. You will pay for that. And they said, no, we're not doing that. Vegas, they, they all of a sudden found $500 million. I don't know. I like your idea. I shouldn't have interrupted. Go, keep going with what your thought process was there. Well, well, well it's, no, it's just like, the, obviously, it's a billionaire's club, and it's and it's uh, a bit of a dick swinging contest every year. But if you don't want to take care of, of the the garden we planted here, then we're not going to let you plant another garden someplace else. Because who's to say you're not going to hold a gun to their heads in 15 years when you not want a new stadium deal? Who who wants? I I, I get it. The rest of the owners don't care because they got to do the exact. They're going to do the exact same thing. So this is never going to happen because the owners police the owners, and they they want to do the same thing. Like fuck doesn't. The Atlanta Braves build a new stadium, it seems, every four fucking years. Because yeah. they're 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 on their third in our lifetime, right? Yeah. So like, the the thing about the Oakland Oakland A's that makes me upset that that, that they're leaving not not because I mean they they were such a model front, not a model franchise, but a great franchise, storied franchise for a long time, and just the way that the fan base are just basically told to to fuck off. Like fuck off, we don't care, and and that's what's happening because they, and they had a great fan base when 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 they win, they were getting 20, 25, 30,000 people a game, and now they're they're not. They're going to get nobody going to games because now that they're they're being told that they're moving, it'll there'll be no one going to those games, and and the way and I think there should be a lot more franchises because but the, um whoever the 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 GM or the the, own, the who's who's the the commissioner of baseball. I can't remember. I'm looking at Matt Manfred. Rob Manfred. Because Manfred works for the owners, he can't really do anything. But I really think that there's got to be something that that these owners who are just 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 collecting paychecks and getting a lot of money that they that they 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 gotta be maybe forced to sell these teams and to to try to try to keep them with these fan bases because the Cincinnati Reds are one of the oldest, if not the oldest uh franchise in, in professional baseball. When like what's gonna happen there when people just quit going to those games too? Well, they already have. Like when does it stop? Like when does it stop with these owners? And then maybe they should be forced to sell, forced to sell these teams to to people who want to win. Like I think it should be it should be mandated because it will only make the league stronger. We talk about the National Hockey League. Six there's 16 teams that started the Stanley Cup playoffs that legitimately legitimately had a chance to win a Stanley Cup. Out of those sixteen teams, maybe it's sixteen to one. It gets down a little bit, but you had a chance for those teams. For the way they compete right now, anything could happen. Baseball doesn't have that. Baseball needs to find a way to get these franchises and force these owners to be competitive. And because Oakland's been competitive for, for years, and now it's just gone. It's 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 sad. It is, and it's 
You know, I, I, I hope the, the owners get together and put in that salary floor or something, because then at least, you know, instead of the Mets, the Yankees, the Bo Sox, the Dodgers, then now the Padres and the Astros, you know, these guys have whatever between those five franchises, they probably have 19 of the 20 highest paid players in the league. Yeah. Right. And if you can divvy those those highest played players amongst other teams, that that would make for a better competitive competitive balance if if maybe, you know, far be it for me to defend Oakland, but you know, like they're selling parts every single year, right? That's where the Jays got uh Donaldson from. That's where the Jays got um not Springer. Um, Springer, Springer came from from uh, from Houston. Right. No, no, but who did the, who's the third baseman they picked up from Oakland last year on a good, good deal? Oh, right, it's just I, I, I love, I'm looking right at his fucking face right now, and I can't think of his name. But yeah, it's yeah. But it, you know that that just happens. You know, and you got teams like the Jays who'll take those uh, take those last year and a half of the contract to to try and make that push that they're that they're doing right now, and then you know, and, and a team like the Jays can't afford these these guys after that that second deal is signed like you, you look at guys the, get a tryout yeah you look at the national football league and they they kind of had an, an ownership problem with dan snyder with the washington redskins he wasn't really forced to, to, to sell a team there wasn't a, a mandate with a letterhead that came from the national football league with roger goodell's signature on it to our knowledge why why would the 1420 podcast world world headquarters know about that but they 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 saw problem ownership and they, they saw a situation that wasn't good and all of a sudden out of, out of nowhere the team's up for sale and the team got sold i think last week for seven three seventeen trillion dollars whatever the number was it was an astronomical number um that's something I think that baseball needs to do. The, what, what the National Football League did did with the Washington, Washington they're not even the Redskins anymore, the Washington uh, Commanders, Commodores. Yeah, I mean, the thing with the Commodores there too is uh, and Dan Snyder, like, yes, he was a shitty owner, but he's also a shitty person. Um, aside from being a skin flint and, and, trying to, and trying to milk every last penny out of the fans and he was – pissing and moaning about a, a new stadium, but then he's such a piece of shit that uh, Maryland or whoever around the whatever state in the D.C. area that he wants to move the stadium to, like no one will even do business with him. He says, get fucked. And, um, but the thing that's hanging over Snyder's head is there was uh, an audit done, like a longstanding sexual, um, not assault, just being a creep and like a, a sexually i don't i don't know the exact words I'm, I'm looking for but he was a fucking creep like he would send cheerleaders on dates with uh boosters and he would send them like on on uh, on fan on fan junkets to to islands and 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 he himself put his hands on winner and and he's just a fucking creep. No one likes him. And so this report has been done. And I think Goodell is, and the other owners are saying, like, look, do you want this, these findings to become public? Or shall we release, like, a, a redacted version? Because they've already said they're going to release uh, the findings and make it public. But I'm, I guarantee 
guarantee you that there's two versions of this. One that makes Dan Snyder look really bad and one that makes Dan Snyder look kind of bad. $6.5 billion. That well, really, that, the, that'll help me. The thing, the thing is, for, for, for these situations, David, any situation in life, really, there's three sides to every story, right? His side, my side, and the truth, right? So you you, 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 you don't want the, uh, the, the, the three sides to have to collude when you can make yourself $6 billion or whatever the, the sale price was and just call it good. So you just wonder that, uh, that that's the way it all turned out. Uh, but the NFL is so big and so strong that they can make those deals, right? And not that Major League Baseball isn't as, as big and strong. Because I think that there could be a situation where other, because other owners would have to get sick of paying for this crap to, to watch other, they, they, they have to give money to these franchises to be not, to be non-competitive. Like the haves have to be sick of paying for the have-nots. They have to be, they, they absolutely have to be. Yeah, that's a problem that baseball has that football does not have. You know, everybody has the everybody has. crazy. Yeah, everybody has that. Every that that TV check you get for the NFL is is ridiculous, um, and that's that's the machine that it is. In baseball, you got to work a little harder if you want if you want to be a if you want to if you are a smaller mid market team. It's not impossible; it can get done, but you have to be smart and you have to. Uh, you have to want to do it. And and some teams, you know, Pittsburgh's proven me a liar this year. They're off to a hell of a start. But, uh, you know, the Reds and the A's, which we knew were going to be a big pile of dog shirt, is a big pile of dog shirt right now. Yeah, it's too bad because it's such a it's such a great game, and the people like it's and the and I, I I've still we we talked about like I've talked about ad nauseum with whoever wants to fucking listen to me at a bar like this. It's fucking how the the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays do it year in year out. I think they're nineteen and three right now. You got to think, and we we may have talked about it a time or two as well that the ownerships ownership groups of other teams must go to their management group and say, okay. How the fuck are these guys spending 70 million bucks and we're spending three? They're 19 and three and we're five and tw- five and 17. Like what the fuck is going on here? Like you got to think yeah. they got to be getting sick of it. Like every, how are they doing it every year? Every single every. year, this God, team spends $0. We have two players on our team that make the exact same amount of money as that entire, that, that entire team. And, and they're rolling us right now. Yeah, it's the, their analy- uh, their analytical department is clearly a, a cut above everything. Like they 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 must have hired these guys out of fucking NASA. But but they're they're figuring something out. That the way they scout players, the way they draft players, the way they develop players, and then the way they they uh, they manage a game, you know. And that's but that's it gets you to the dance, you know. But it doesn't get you. Uh, doesn't get your date into the back seat either. They still they haven't won. That they still haven't won. And, and you know, as good as analytics are, it 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 breaks it down into math, right? And if we do this and we do this and we do this, then we have this, we have an 80% chance of winning. You know, and that works on a day-to-day basis when you're playing the Reds, the Pirates, the Marlins, and all this stuff. But once you're playing against the big boys in adrenaline, in a seven-game series, yep, and you know no, that and, doesn't and work. Dave, I'm, I'm glad you said that because no matter what, you have 
I don't care who you are, whatever. At the end of the day, you need a bit of a feel for for the game. You need a bit of a feel for what for what that guy. You got to be able to look at that guy's eyes in the morning and go, he don't got it today. You got to look at that guy's eyes before an at bat or going into in, into overtime or if your goalie's got it or what you could do because you like look at look at last night what happened with the Oilers like if if they would have went to didn't if they didn't go to Soupy they'd be down 3-1 right now but the the coach maybe he went and goes oh fuck I do I make this change right now or, or do I do, do I just sit with like that, that that's a gutsy move to go to a guy who hasn't played in a long time and it paid off but I think that 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 gets lost a lot with these these analytics guys that at the end of the day, there's got to be a feeling in the stomach to to win a championship. There, there has to be because the players have to have it, or else they 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 ain't winning. If the players need it, the management needs it, coaches need it. Everybody needs to have that look, an, an eye, or something to get it all together, or else you're just going to be a Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Rays team who wins themselves 90 games, gets themselves a playoff round, and they're out. Yep, and then trades all these guys so they can restock the draft uh, cupboard, and and do it again. And then do it again. Uh, the, the analytics takes emotion out of decision-making in the game. And that's not always a good thing. That's that's fine during the regular season. But when the stakes become bigger, you know, some players rise to the occasion. Some players hide. And and that's what makes playoff heroes. And, and players like, <clears throat> yeah, sure, I'll say it for you. Players like Jeter. Players like uh, uh, Clemens. Players like um, uh, who else was I thinking of? David Ortiz. Like their their playoff numbers are better than their regular season numbers because they're rising to the occasion. Yeah. And and analytics, I guess analytics would take that into the equation because there is um, a sample size for analytics to uh, to to come up with their algorithm for what we should or should not do in this in this uh, particular situation. But if analytics is, is is pulling people away from facing those situations because there's a, a 50-50 chance he might fail and we have a 55% chance with this guy who's never been in this situation and then he'll, he fails. They're like, well, you know, he only had a 55%. You know, and that's the other thing about analytics too. You know, you, there's always a covering their ass. Well, the computer told us it, was, should, it should work, right? So it's not my fault. Yeah. Like it's still just stats. Like it's still just right. stats. Like it's still just stats. Like it, it, unless something's a hundred percent, it's still just stats. And there's and no such thing as a hundred percent. Nothing. Nothing. Right. Like it, it's it's still just stats. And you go, well, the numbers. You know, they they, they said this, and that's this the 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 thirty two percent that it didn't work. But we said it was gonna be thirty two percent that wouldn't work. And you went with the numbers, and well, we told you that that it wasn't going to work for thirty two percent of the time. And that's where stat and and that like. That, like I said, that gut and that eye and that you can you can get that from 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 old school coach. And we talked about it how you got to have these guys who who coach and manage and and and, and you have in your organization that matters more than than the nerds who just got out of MIT and all of a sudden they're they're they're, they're sports guys. And I, I I won't I won't I will not change from that. Like every team uses analytics, it's how they use them that 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 makes it that makes it work. That, 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 Could you imagine? Awesome. Who was that pitcher they yanked in the World Series? Blake um, Snell. Blake Snell. And then if the manager would have kept them in, all the nerds up, what you doing? What you doing? Third time through the order. Third time through the order. Like, like 
we get it, but it's a big fucking game and he's cruising. He stays in. And then and like who picks up the phone and talks to the manager and, and, and just talks the nerds off the ledge and just, I don't like, know. Maybe- like, and then, and then for, 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 for not his ownership, but then for the, for the management group to be all in on that, right. For them to be like, no, you're listening to him, but I've been, in, I've been in baseball for 50, like, okay. Well, Aaron Boone, like I, I'm not, I'll use Boone as an example. His grandfather played in the big leagues. His dad played in the big leagues. He played in the big leagues. His brother played in the big leagues. I'm sure he knows something about baseball. I'm just, I'm just throwing out the old boardroom table. There's a, there's a, a script that he has, no matter what that he, that they, that they have to follow. He can sway a little bit here and there, but there's a script that is that is followed by the New York Yankees uh, bench bosses. That has been their downfall, in my opinion. In my opinion. Because they don't just go with a gut. Because and you you will never tell me that a guy who's been in his grandfather, father, brother, family, all they do is baseball. He knows more than that fucking nerd does. I guarantee. I, uh, well, the, perhaps with the feel of the game, but then I don't have a problem with following the script in the regular season, right? Because this is going to work. No, I, I get, I get that. I get but that. once it comes to the bigger games in the postseason, there has to be some a little bit of leeway to uh, to to take the temperature of the room and feel if if he can go another couple, if he can face another couple batters, or if he can cruise, he can pitch fifteen innings. This guy's so fucking dialed in right now. I don't ever want him to stop pitching. There's right? Dave, there, there's a very good chance that if if uh, if we're in 1988, uh, like if right now is 1988, Kirk Gibson does not get that at bat in '88. Oh, there's no, there's chance. no way, there's no. no way. Jack Morris doesn't pitch the, to the tenth inning. In the tenth, there's in, no uh, way with the Twins. There's zero chance. You know, he doesn't see the seventh, right? There's no way. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy how it's 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 all changed, and I don't think it's for the better. We've talked about it off air a lot how how the non competitive games, and everything else, and how it's just it's it's different now than it, than it used to be 20, 30 years ago. I don't want to be old guy get off my lawn, but it's the way it always kind of turns out with us. But yeah, it's interesting to to watch how how sports has changed, and I I I feel like we'll get back to how we started this, but I, I feel bad for the fans of Oakland who are losing their team and not 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 going to have a a chance to go. Um, and to see their, their team flourish. And for all those years, they've been going to that dump of a stadium and, and hoping that people stayed around in the, the state of California and the uh, city of Oakland and the Oakland A's ownership. They failed those fans through and through, through and through. I agree. I agree. Like, I don't know what, it, what had to happen to get that. That stadium is a dump and needs to get demolished. Did you see that fucking thing? There was a possum in yeah. the press booth. It's been there for, for, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like possums just, don't show up like that's still the middle of the fucking city, right? And I've been, I've been to the, I've, I've been to the Oakland uh, Alameda at Ricky Henderson Field a, a few times, a number of times actually. Um, it's not in the greatest neighborhood. Um, it's not really in a neighborhood. Like it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, kind of sorta. Like it's a huge parking lot, and like the, the the closest hotels are about a mile and a half away, and, and so that the, possum had to walk from some trees from somewhere. Like, like he he didn't just. He 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 smelled some Scooby snacks and ended up there or something. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's terror. It's because they they had 
designs to build a new stadium. They had all the kinds of things, but the Oakland ownership just didn't want to do it. But they miraculously, miraculously found money at the 11th hour to go somewhere else. And it's, it's fucking shitty. It's shitty. Uh, apparently, uh, what's his name? Mark Davis, bull haircut. Uh, he's, he's pissed off little, about it, isn't he? He's a little butthurt that he has to share the town. Like, and he's not welcoming him to town and, and that kind of thing. But you know what? Do you, what do you expect if it's someone rolling around with a fucking haircut like that that got gifted a NFL franchise? I was like, thinking about this as well, know? Dave. With the, the the moves to Vegas now, now you have a the hockey team was first, then the football team went there, and now and now you're gonna have a baseball team. Uh, the old betting thing, eh, kind of matters a little bit, doesn't it? Well. Like if all if, if 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 these if these sports weren't ha- hand in hand with with these betting betting sites, none of this would be happening. None of it. Well, none well, the NHL it. was there first before any of it was legal, right? Yeah, and I think maybe they were just uh, the the test guinea pig because it's a, the the, yeah. the lesser of the of the four, right? Yeah, and then and then none of this would be yeah. happening if that if betting wasn't wasn't partnered up with these leagues. None of it. I'm not entirely convinced, but I. I I, I see what you, what point you're making, but um, on that note, like what four or five NFLers got Detroit, Detroit, Detroit Lions guys, I think, yeah, coaches Jesus and Christ, like, like, didn't you see the Ridley thing? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, you see, you sent me that thing from Deadspin. Did they, did they make a deal? Like, was it were they betting on football? That I don't know. I never actually. I forgot. Like until I mentioned it right now, I forgot I sent it. Like when I see things. I'll send them to you, but I, I hope I do the research and bring it up. Well, yeah, like, uh, and then, but I had forgotten. I, I've forgotten to. Uh, that to was on myself, Friday. So I think I you sent that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll 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 do some reading, then we'll talk about gamble in the in sports or something because I don't know if guys, you know, and, but I did read a different thing. Uh, you know, you you know, you hit a woman five games, DUI three games. Fifteen hundred bucks, bucks betting on a parlay, a season long suspension. A like, season. What a bunch of fucking hypocrites! These they'll, and they'll never end like, like when like, the way the NFL set up too, and like it, it's when you lose a season, someone comes in and replaces you right now. You're gone. You're done. Unless you're a superstar, but if you're a fucking second stringer, you're you're done. You're gone. They'll they'll well, replace you, you right now. There's yeah, XFL Calvin guy. There's yeah. this guy. You'll be in the practice squad guy. What? You're gone. You're well, gone. Well, that's the next man up league, right? And that's just the way it is. They, um, Ridley, though, signed with Jacksonville, and and I hope he has a good year. I, uh, I, and you know, now he's the poster boy of scared straight because he he's. You made him sit out a year. Like you, almost, you have to make these other guys sit out a year. I I don't. But Goodell's such a fucking pompous ass hat <laughs> aren't they all like, oh, like Batman's ass. Yeah. fucking Batman's, Batman's i kind of get him he's 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 more smarmy goodell's a pompous prick he's so pompous well they pay him quite a bit of money so i guess it kind of just goes that way i guess but because he makes he makes like 60 sheets a year doesn't he Oh, it's a ridiculous total. And I remember when uh, the NFL went on strike there and he said, uh, you know, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to uh, take a paycheck from the owners until I get this strict result. Well, okay. 
How how glorious of you, sir. How many paychecks he's cashed in the last yeah, five no years? Yeah, he's like, who the Our, fuck our main man, Ricky Anderson, what he got in trouble from the, the Oakland A's actually for not cashing bonus checks because he was like, hey, Ricky, you need to cash those checks. Well, I don't need the money. But why? <laughs> I don't need it. Just cash him, Rick. He's like, I don't need the money. I'll, when I need the money, I'll cash these checks. Smart way of saving money, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, as long as you don't lose them. Different. Well, he was giving some to his kids, apparently, at one point. Like, he would get a stolen base milestone, a hundred grand. He'd go, like, here, to his kid. Here, fuck, whatever. Here you go. <laughs> whatever. Just have a bonus check. Here you go. Here's a bonus check. Happy birthday. <laughs> Fucking just nuts. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Segment brought to you by SeatGeek and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today. Rick. Enjoy your really cheap tickets in Oakland right now. Fuck me. They, there won't be 50 people there. No, well, they were averaging, what, 3,200 a, a game? Yeah. Already and now, oh, good luck. So I think they're There's three. Gonna, I think they're three and nineteen. They've given up. Like they've given up. Whatever. It's it's ridiculous. There's going to be more employees and fans in that barn. Yeah, it's a dump. The Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast is happy to have partnered up with Barn Burner Hockey. Barn Burner Hockey is a hockey lifestyle brand that is motivated by making all-natural, chemical-free hockey products for players of all ages and skill levels. Get yourself the Filthy Mist Deodorizing Equipment Spray, the Dirty Dangles 2-in-1 Shampoo and Body Wash. They've also got two different types of stick wax, hockey accessories, and apparel that will not only make you look good, but feel great on and off the ice. So go to barnburnerhockey.ca and use promo code 1420BARN and receive 10% off your purchase. That's 1420BARN at checkout at barnburnerhockey.ca. Barnburner Hockey is so cool confident that you will love their all-natural products, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Barn Burner Hockey and the Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast, created for players, by players. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more on location tonight at uh, Pops Pub South here in Lethbridge, Alberta. Trying something different a little bit once in a while. Just got out for a couple of beers after a baseball game. What corner game are you sitting in? I haven't seen one fucking person walk behind you. I am in the corner right beside the patio entrance. That's why I'm I, I'm strategically located so nobody oh, okay. can. No, the door the, the doors over here. I'm strategically located so nobody can come and bother me and bother our intellectual uh, conversations. So so the back of the laptop is facing the VLTs. Kind of thing. No, the back of the laptop is facing the wall towards your house, towards Stubbs. Oh, okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's, I'm facing. I'm facing Stubbs is where I'm facing right now. But there is no. I see the TV reflection behind you. I don't see anybody. Not a shadow. Uh, there is. There's a. Uh, there's a dozen people or so in here right now. Yeah. Okay. There were well, there there were some hooligans back there that I'm glad they were way over there because they would have uh, really caused some trouble. There was some green hair and things. I was like, oh geez, they probably don't like sports very much anyway. So oh, they weren't deals. there for the hockey games. No, no, I I'm pretty fairly certain they were, unless they were uh, Bruins fans. Who knows? Because they, they have a, a different kind of a crowd. Uh, those Boston people and uh, Dropkick Murphys and that kind of stuff. Anyways, Dave. Uh, yeah. Would you rather? Give me one. You see, do you have one? Let's let's do it. Yeah, I have one. Like, uh, so the event, let's say it's a Fort McLeod wedding. So you're going to know 
easily so not not Fort McClellan. A family wedding where you're on the outside, so you'll know about half the crowd. You start over. Of, I lost you. So it's it's a celebration gathering. I'm going to a celebration. Say, yes. Okay. So like it's a wedding. Okay. So you're going to know about, uh, let's say, between 100 and 130 people. You're going to know two-thirds of the people there, like at least at arm's length. Okay. Would you rather be, it's a three-way, so you gotta, you got you to gotta rank these. Would you rather be the best dressed, the best singer, or the best dancer? Oh, fuck. Not the best dress, because I probably won't be able to pull that off again for another 10 years. Uh, the best singer. Ooh, singer-dancer. Um, now, because we we live in such a visual age with everything with Dave, with, with, uh, with cameras and phones and blah, blah, and YouTube and TikTok and everything that's going on. I'm going to change that. I'm going to take off best dress. And say the funniest guy in the room. Oh, like the best, like the best speech. No, no, just like this is for uh, now the just the reception. Everybody's partying. Oh, everybody's like all the, the tables and, are all put away. There's a yeah, there might or might not be karaoke, but everybody's dead. Yeah, like all the tables are put away. Like, would you rather be like the the funniest guy in the room, the best singer in the room, or the best dancer in the room? At our age, like right now. I wouldn't want to be the funniest because um, eventually your jokes are going to bomb a little bit and people are like, would this guy just shut the fuck up? Because there'll be somebody going to be a little bit upset with you no matter what. Like like jokes jokes are only funny to, to certain people. Like I, I find myself funny throughout the day every day, but there's people who's, who don't no matter what. Uh, but this singer and dancer thing, but being the funniest guy but that's a tough gig because there's times where you're like, I don't want to be funny right now, man. Right? But yeah, it's not like you're on the mic. You're just yeah. you're sitting around tables, having having some cocktails, doing some visiting. and enjoying I'd rather people. be the best dancer because that might surprise some people. Like when you sing a karaoke song or whatever, people are like, okay, well, this guy's better anyway, so fuck off. But I think being the best dancer, if you you and your spouse, because me and Deanne did we wanted a, a buddy's wedding of mine a few years ago to a Jason Derillo song. We used to not, wouldn't practice. We would dance a lot to this song. And it's kind of become a, a routine per se. Like it's it's not it's not scripted, but we just kind of know each other's feel on it. Uh, and, and people were like, what the fuck was that all about? We're like, I don't know. It's just something we've been doing. And you guys forever. jive or is this more like uh, Uma Thurman, John Travolta from Pulp Fiction? A little bit of it all. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, swing dancing. There's some, there's some spinning. There's some, there's some, all of it. Like it's actually, re- it's actually <laughs> really good. So, and then people would video it, I guess. I think I'd rather be the best dancer in the room because there's always a better singer in the room. And somebody sings that song better than you. A dancer, you'll surprise people, I think. Well, then when you're the best dancer, everybody knows you're the best dancer, right? Because that's the only visual one, right? 
you might not even be uh, you might you might not even get a chance unless you get called up like oh come on sing that song sing that song but the, th- yeah, the thing the thing is up. i would like cuz you only have so many songs you can dance to that you have you have your 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 your, your little your routine shit. too yeah. right so you might not you might not even get the chance to do it is the thing cuz you'd have to yeah. you probably have to re- request that song on your own to get that done um i'm going to retract it all i'd rather be the funniest guy in the room I don't know. You? What would you rather be? I'll, I'll tell you this: if being the funniest guy in the room isn't always, it's what it's cracked up to be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think you see, I, I, being the best dancer, I think, but I'm not the best dancer. I'm not. I'm, I, I never have been. I, I enjoy dancing. I like uh, cutting a rug. I do have Katie, and I do have some. A little bit of, uh, I won't even say intermediate. We're, we're like, well, no, we're blue diamond jivers kind of thing. Yeah. Right. We could make it work until the, uh, things get a little greasy. Um, yeah, there's and spinning it, and left hip and spin here, yeah, spin there. And the, yeah. The octopus thing and arms going and legs jumping and whatever. And, and that's there's a, a lot there's of fun. a dip I, here and there. And, and you know what? It's it's it always gives me pleasure, especially like the the older folks, like that they can dance well. I like seeing I I like seeing people dance that know how to dance, and I'm not talking uh, break dancing and 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 whatever the fuck kids do these days. TikTok dancing or whatever, TikTok like uh, with the floss and the giddy and the gritty and the. Is there? I think I think dancing might be a lost art. The can Jasper dance? Laugh? No. In fact, he laughed his ass off when he saw me dancing at Dave Matthews' band. He was like, what are you doing? He thought I was having a fucking seizure. <laughs> but I was really giving her there. Um, uh, the white, the white man buck to shuffle. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, I was giving her. the at the school I went to, we didn't take dance lessons, but all my friends did at school. Like it was part of PE class dance. Yeah, we had yeah. social dance at Christmas time, one of those things. I think it was called. Yeah, I would, I would imagine I'm gonna have to. I act. like cut and rug. I oh, got, I gotta be about, I, I gotta be about eight deep before I get into it. But yeah, yeah, not not necessarily. It has to be good. It has to be the music I want to hear. Like it won't be just for the sake of it. Um. I wouldn't mind. I think I would like to be the best dancer because, like, being the best singer, big whoop, you know, I'm singing in the. Like, yeah, I turn about- the TV on. There's somebody better than me right there, right? Yeah, exactly. There's always someone. Karaoke king of left. So, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Big deal. Like, you know, uh, I, and, you know, if I was going to, I don't enjoy, like, I enjoy singing, but I don't enjoy singing for people, right? Where you can dance and still be in a world of your own. You don't. You don't. You're not doing it for people. You're doing. It I for uh, I think for my fiftieth birthday, Dave will have to break out my uh, award-winning just a gigolo, David Lee Roth uh, karaoke for my fiftieth birthday. Maybe that that's what we'll do. Uh, we'll set it up somewhere. I don't know, whatever. Because it's a uh, it's a fucking doozy, man. I haven't I, I haven't done it in a lot of years, but. I, I have I have actually won awards for my uh, David Lee Roth just. I was there when you won the award at the Chicken House, and then you broke it out at uh, 
at Creason's wedding as well. If uh, I think so, if I yeah, it's, it's been the, it's, it used to pop up quite quite a bit back in the day. It's been it's been it's been in retirement for for quite some time. But I might uh, I might break her out again. Dave, what do you got going on the rest of this week? What's happening? What's going on? Yeah, I'm a baseball dad, man. Uh, Jasper's in house league in practice, so. Uh, so games on Tuesdays and Thursdays and practices on Wednesdays and, and he has a tournament this weekend. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have to make, uh, make shit work as far as working around baseball between yeah, you and your umping and my boy doing your thing. But otherwise, you know, the weather has turned. We're pretty happy about that. Considering last Wednesday we had snow. Yeah. It snowed all fucking day on Wednesday and it was 17 degrees today. No, it was a I'll decent day. Understand. And then, of course, as soon as the baseball game started tonight, I was on the field, started fucking rain. So what are you going to do? But Why not? The, the farmers need their moisture. They do. It can't hurt. No. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I, I don't even know anymore. I don't even know anymore. Like, they, like you see all these things. All the, well, they can just make chickens in a factory or, or in a test tube now. All right. Oh, well, yeah. They got that all big right. lettuce factory at uh, okay. Colda. Yeah. And, and okay. all the farmers have pivots anyways. They're irrigating do you, do, you anyways need, so. do you need rain? Well, not really. Do you need it? No, we just make. Okay. <laughs> whatever. All right. Need wheat? Well, sometimes. Okay. Just whatever. It's, it's, yeah. it's, I don't know. You just, there's, so, there's just so much going on, man. It's, it's hard to yeah. compute. It's hard to put it all together. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar podcast, four beer sports, talking a whole lot more. Take care of each other, but more importantly, take care of yourself. See you around. Can you stick on the ice and what else? Don't swing it high pitches, Jim. Hey, go Leafs, go. Why not? Why not? We'll see. You know, and I, I won't be offended if they blow this either. That would be just. Well, Why not? It, it, that, that would be some good content. There's no getting around that. And it's happened before. And, and, and you know what? If any fan has a hard to heart, you can handle it. It's really sad. Oh, man. I don't know if, if Deanne's parents, uh, Deanne's dad and, and uh, brother could handle if they blew this one. It would make, make the end of the Michaelopoulos uh, family in, in Medicine Hat. I don't know. No, just get those divorce papers ready for them. For, for them to divorce the team. You know, and that's another thing with the Oilers. I'm so happy I'm divorced. I'd be fucking livid if uh, with some of the results and the way those games have gone. And, they'll be what? okay. I think they're going to be okay. I think that, that, was a, that was a turning point last night. I think they'll be okay. I'm recording the games as well so I can skip the commercials and, and I just go fast. Um, I watch one overtime period. I fall asleep. It's too late. I fall asleep during first overtime and just re- uh, record it. So oh, fuck me. On, 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 on Saturday night, when the Leafs had their their comeback and everything else, and tied it up late, and Deanne uh, sent her dad a message: "Are you watching this? Don't tell me what's happening. I'm recording it." So when the Leafs finally do win, a, or if the Leafs finally win a cup, you're gonna miss it live, dude. No, where no. Where was? Where was uh, the Greek? No, he just doesn't watch things live. So he hates commercials. Okay, well, like, but I- but like an hour late. Not five minutes. Oh. I'm, you know, I'm kind of like that. I don't like starting a football game until an hour, an NFL game. Like, he won't start, hours. he will not start a a, hot, a hockey game till six o'clock. Huh. With, I guess he's done on social social media. Turns the apps off, turns everything off. It, it's, 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 it's a lot of work. 
for, for, for what he gets out of it, but whatever. How does he do that on, on the VHS? No, he's, he's, he's technically sound, man. Look at him. Look at Holy Christ. He's got gadgets for his gadgets. Okay. Something to be old anyways. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Uh, have a good night. We'll talk to you guys again on uh, Thursday night. Thursday night. See you, everybody.